Welcome to Real Talk, episode 144. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. We're back. We got some big stuff for y'all today, and I'm excited. Me too. Behind the camera, you know him, you love him. He speaks sometimes like a man on a dark night on a Saturday on a channel that plays only romance music. You know him, you love him. Fun turn Clint. Hello, hello. Here he is. <laughs> so, what's Real Talk? Just some guys talking about life, God, the Bible, and things going on in this world to give you a platform and an opportunity to maybe think about those things as well. Somewhere in the description of this video or podcast or however you're watching it, perhaps even here if it's on video, you will see a link, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. The real in that is R-E-A-L. Click that link, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. it go all the way down to submit a question, hit it, tippity-tap your answer in, hit submit, it goes into our database, Completely anonymously, truthfully, couldn't find you if we tried. In fact, I was accused of writing one of the questions right before we went on. So uh, we can't find you. So here's the deal. Um, whether you're a believer and you just have some questions about life, God, any of that kind of stuff and how it all works together, maybe it's something that you're embarrassed to bring up at church or to uh, you know your pastor for whatever reason, um, this is an opportunity and a place to do that. Hmm. If you are not a believer but you're curious this is the place to be. Um, we are going to be real. We're not going to give you answers that we don't have. We're yes, not sir. Make stuff up. That's it. That's right. So man. we've been around for a couple years now. A couple believe. years. We're 144 episodes deep into this Close podcast. Close to a buck fifty. Slash. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's about a, about the value of the show. So <laughs> uh, that being said, um, we also we used to go live. So we've we've certainly done over 1,000 of these shows. I mean, that's a complete lie. Over uh, probably 200. close to three, yeah, probably close to three hundred. I would say. Yeah, excuse me. So that's a big deal, man. Soon, it's actually wild. possibly if we're still around, but we'll see. Because honestly, this takes a lot of our time. We're busy people. Um, but you know, it'd be interesting to get. You could have a year of real talk if you wanted someday. It's actually really weird right. to think about. <laughs> well, AJ, as you see on our show notes, which prove we're fancy. <laughs> we're uh, so fancy. We are. Uh, we are through part one here. Intro. I have both welcomed them and explained and given the link. So let's move on. Anything you want to say about your life? Catch up? Any of that stuff? Um, I know it's cool, man, because I guess I don't want to give anybody much of a preview, but I know some of the questions that we got today are kind of like about oh, it. So maybe just wait. So, um, yeah, I don't want to go too much into it just because I think it'll, it'll play more into some of the questions we have. But I will say that... Um, just did a battle, man. You know, I, I to keep it short, you know, I'm I'm in a battle to fight the battle. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I can, you know, I can get pretty discouraged pretty easy. And uh, so right now I am trying to just uh, take heart, you know, actually, you know, realize that there's hope in, in any walk of life, man. And, like, one thing that... I feel like I used to do pretty well with see the good and everything, and I feel like I've had a hard time doing that lately. So, um, yeah, just trying to, trying to, I guess, focus on the good, you know, and also like learn lessons. That's something that I think I've struggled with a lot of my life. Is I don't, I don't learn lessons very well. It's either like a just a complete dumpster fire, <laughs> like it's just <clears throat> terrible, or. Uh, I just kind of managed to scoot by. So, you know, one thing I really want to work on 
is actually learning lessons. You know, when when something goes wrong or, or you know, I mess up, like, I really want to learn. Um, so, yeah, that those are just two big things, I would say, that's kind of going on right now. Um, trying to, and, and also just, I guess, in the midst of mistakes being made, I want to actually learn from those. Like, so not even just learning in general, but especially from mistakes. You know, I really want to learn and actually be humble in my mistakes. So those are those are big ones, I'd say. All right. Yes, sir. How about you, man? Uh, well, I suppose I can update everyone on the drug dealer thing from last episode. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> literally hurt. Fun turn was there when I opened it. Today, Amir, let's take a gander here at the old watch. The old watch. Amir, 20 minutes ago. That's fresh. Maybe a little less. I opened my messages from my doctor to find that, indeed, um, I will not be offered that medication again. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, here's the part that gets strange about Listen, I can't explain the whole story, guys. If you got to go listen to episode 143, I go into detail. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're joining us this week after the my my ordeal, that only happens to me. I'll kind of fill you in here. So, as you recall last week, I said, "You know what? They have to think that I'm dealing the drugs, not that I'm just like abusing them." Yeah. Well, we have confirmation <laughs> that I mean, he essentially told me that the drug in question is not in my system at all. <laughs> Which, first thing out of your mouth was, remember this? When I said That's this? not true. That's, yeah, I know. It's impossible. It is literally <laughs> impossible. So what we've decided is, I have a power, and I can just take you as are, many drugs as I you want. You are a superhero. And they will never show up on drug tests. It's unbelievable. I am, I am drug man. National Geographic, get a hold of us. Yeah. <laughs> I am drug man. You cannot. <laughs> I am drug man. You cannot get me, coppers, because I, right now, can abuse any drug you have and will not be caught because science itself says so. I, it, I'm telling you guys, and that's all I'll say. Science rules. We both know that that medication is in my system. 100%. All right. Well, well I, I mean, apparently science says no. Okay. But we know that I took it. You've oh, yeah. seen it. You've seen yeah. it. We all know it. Oh, my Not gosh, in my system. Man. So <laughs> this is... he has, now here's the strange thing. He has. He said he called. This is where it gets so weird to me. Oh, boy. He says, hey, I go on ahead and called the, the testing lab, asked him, and they confirmed there's none of that drug in your system. That's <laughs> not possible. I, I want you guys to understand what I'm telling you. I think people think I'm making this story up. I know. Up. I'm not. I, dude, you know what? Oh, I should I should have just cut it, took a picture, and like blurted out the stuff, and had you just put that sentence where he says, this is not in your system, for me to go, oh my God, that'd be man. funny to pop on here right now. You um, could. could still so, do it. You know, steroids, cocaine, heroin, whatever. Nothing. Doesn't matter what it I is. I could apparently take anything I want. That's right. Um, you know? Not morally, of course. Not <laughs> scientifically. So. scientifically. Yeah, man, I guess the story just ends with uh, I'm a human anomaly. Yeah, man. Um, because Which, in a way, this makes sense. My life? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So am I a vampire? Maybe. I don't know anymore. All I'm saying is, have you ever, have you ever seen me not drink blood? <laughs> it made no sense. Anyway, it is, that's the end of the story, man. I, I did I did message him again and say, hey, man, listen, I'm not mad at you personally. 
I said that. I go. I, go, <laughs> I said I assume this is the doctor now. You see, go I'm, by straight, the I'm straight at the doctor. That's what I told him. I said clearly you got to go by the policy at hand. All right. Whoa. But I, I said this. I go. I'm telling you right now. I have people that'll go in a legal witness stand <laughs> and attest to the fact they have seen me take. Now, P.S., this is enough to put me in jail. If this is cocaine and they call you in a witness stand, I watch Todd snort cocaine. I'm That's a credible witness. Yes. So you going up and saying, I saw this man take this drug. Yes. So anyway, you know, see you later, prescription. That's gone. Uh, now... I don't know what to do with this. I, I don't know um, either. But I did tell him. I, I said, hey, know. you know, at the end of the day, I'm assuming this. I did say that. It's funny. He said, I go, listen, man, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I said, uh, you know, clearly I think you're going by the policy, unless it's just his, which I didn't say that part. Mm -hmm. I said, but here's the thing, man. And I put this. I 100% have taken this drug. <laughs> <laughs> he then, um, oh, man. and then, uh, you know, I asked if there's another test. And then I said, is there an appeal? Because what I was telling this guy, and I mentioned to you guys, and why this, yeah, it's funny, but also seriously, you know, my job, my role sort of is is somewhat, can, at least, not, there's no perfection, but tied to the fact that I wouldn't sell drugs right. and then lie about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I get what you're yeah. saying. Right? I mean, you yeah, know what I mean? I get, I get what you're uh -huh. saying. You know, I, and what I really said was, like, my integrity is somewhat, I mean, well, my integrity is important to me. I didn't say somewhat. Yes. So, you know, I said at the end of the day, is there an appeal process for this? Because it's just maddening to me. And, and again, we mentioned this before. If I were, what kind of drug dealer have you ever heard that, that goes in to take a test or any son and, and knows he's going to fail the test? Because, I mean, this is, you know, the scenario typically is the other way around, right? Hey, doc, that drug isn't in my, hey, man, I didn't take that, dude. Right? This is the opposite. <laughs> I, hey, babe. Hey, you did not take anything. Yes, I did. Like who? What patient argues that? I know, right? Anyway, I, I that's the end know. of the story. What? It's, I don't know. It, it it makes me want to put out like a poll with medical professionals, so like see how how often this actually happens. I think Jill responded to me this morning. I actually got to get back to her. Jill's a friend of ours. It's a nurse, mm -hmm. and she asked me some questions. You know, what's the drug in question? And you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> she's your. She's, she's trying your, to help me figure this out. You know, she's got an in. She's your pharma lawyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she's she's a. She's a literal nurse, mm -hmm. so she probably and she talks to doctors. That's so, right. You know, I the, the thing that's confusing to me is if this is his personal policy. Mm -hmm. First of all, he didn't fire me as a patient, though. Remember, I brought that up. Right, which is odd. He just yeah, said, it's almost I'm like not... he believes me. Well, I don't think he believes me. But, <laughs> I mean, he has to at least think that I'm not a drug dealer, right? I, mean, I, I don't stuff, know stuff what's the play here. I don't get what? it, man. None of it. None of it <laughs> makes any he's sense. Good. I really like the guy. <laughs> yeah. He's very polite. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. So anyway, that's the end of the story. I mean, I'll keep you guys updated on the ordeal if anything comes of it. But as of right now, that's where we leave it. Jeez, man. I am considered Know, knowing, knowing your life, I, I'm, I'm expecting very soon to have the plot thicken to some extent. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. Man. I don't know either. Like, like mine, mine was the test that some other guy like flipped, like the nurse flipped it with her husband, right? Or something like that, you know? I, I don't know. That's what I thought. I was like, dude, this is all going to come Or the out doctor like himself, he's like, nah, man, we're going to. Listen, man, you might be entitled to some financial compensation if that's the case. <laughs> we'll never find out unless we start investigating. Mm. Ooh. Todd Lock anyway, Holmes on the Todd case. Lock Holmes. That's right. <laughs> anyway, fun turn. You got any news, buddy? Uh, I have injured myself. <laughs>
I have injured my wrist playing no, this basketball. Wasn't, okay. This so, was not. This wasn't a part of the thing that you're thinking of. We're no. down the, falling down the hill. No, no, that, that that's a different one. So you that, had three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, my, I'm injured badly a lot. <laughs> I, I'm injured. Yeah, I'm terribly too. injured throughout my life. But uh, I was guarding. Uh, well, you guys know him, former fun guy Austin in basketball, uh-huh. and uh, this isn't the the play in question where I beat him with a basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happened too. Right uh, after church, we go hard. <laughs> Which, well, um, we almost went to assault. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my battery. It's not a saw when it's a sport. But I, uh, I put my hand up to block him, and I was like moving my hand in his face, like flicking my wrist down. Well, I flicked it down apparently a little bit too hard, and I have injured my right hand. And so you didn't even hit anything. I didn't just the force of your own wrist. He just straight. Talk to Blake. He just stretched his ligaments. Also a traitor uh, who uh, does not support the show in any any league. Yeah, name drops. Sierra, you don't watch either. Never mind. Jason. So I was you're, you're too to busy him. watching police procedurals. Anyway, I'm going. Go ahead. <laughs> Big name so drops. I was, I was talking to him, and the first game, I decided to play very hard, and I was jumping around, and eventually I went to grab the ball from somebody. It fell out on the ground, and I, like, rolled and, like, fell to the ground. And we've talked about this, this, and there's a theory, essentially, between me and production guy Blake, that I have I weakened my wrist, and then when I went to go block, like, block or, like, mess with his shot, mm-hmm. get my hand in his face. I flicked my wrist. My wrist was like weakened from like the impact because I hit the ground. Like I full on fell, hit the ground, rolled, and like passed the ball and was like, go, go. <laughs> so I've just added to the injuries. Like uh, my, uh, yeah, I'm just terribly injured. My legs are in interesting fashion. I fell down a hill. Um, dude, I was so scared for you. I saw you go down, dude. I was worried. The funniest part is. When it was only at the bottom of the hill that AJ looks and goes, Clint fell. Yeah. <laughs> I look up, Clint's just, just knocking. So you finished the run. I didn't realize. You finished the run, man. You just looked at him and said, see you, buddy. I got some exercise to do. Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, I went. Now you probably want, yeah, it's a long story. Yeah. We, we sprinted up hills, and then <laughs> we, uh, you know, we kind of jogged back down to keep staying warm. It was like 20-some degrees out. It was yeah, really cold, sleeting. and it was sleeting. The best part is I specifically, I believe, looked at both of you and was like, hey, man, you guys, uh, those look like slick shoes for the, uh, for yeah. the hill. I have no tread on the shoes. I actually, <laughs> I only slipped a couple times, but that was just on the initial takeoff. And you had the real slick ones. Yeah. So actually, Great everything nights. else, so going up and going down wasn't too bad. It was just, I had had a little a spot of grass I had put, like, I had matted it down. I was like, oh, there's my starting point. I would find it every time. But on the last couple ones I tried to go, my foot just whoosh. If no, I no. had not... Sorry, go ahead, Clint. My, mine was just pure being an ogre. I'm just... I'm a big guy and I'm going down the hill and the wind's blowing. It, there was a lot of factors in this that were not good. It was the like wind I was, was blowing. I, I was like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What a strong southeast <laughs> bluster. <laughs> I was I laughed about that later. I never talked to you guys. Get a this. wind pocket Be, because you came down literally. I, I'm I look over and you just go, Clint Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I look back and Clint's going. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had to go, buddy. You okay? Because he was writhing in pain <laughs> on the ground, <laughs> and then he. St- <laughs> I go ankle or knee, and I don't remember what he said, and he's like. I don't remember what he said. Actually. I, think I, I, I just went Please. ankles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I go, oh, I remember. I go, everybody okay? Just because, you know, I, I thought we'd been hurt going up. 
Yeah, Clint fell. <laughs> in, between, in between wrestles. Good time. Oh, anyway. Reminds me of my ankle injury, actually. I hurt my Which ankle one? a couple weeks ago in basketball, <laughs> doing a little post hook. I always get hurt by myself. Nothing ever so happens. Bad. I did a basic post hook, and when I landed on my feet, somehow my ankle just went, it just dropped completely sideways on the floor, and I was down. Ten minutes later, you're playing again. Yep. <laughs> I got rubber ankles, man. I mean, it, it's, like, it's, it's pretty swollen right now, but like, and it hurts a little bit, but it only hurts like if I if I aggressively like try to like switch directions. Last week, not this week, right? Yeah, you played this week. Yeah, didn't yeah. hurt once you start going. To, to put this in perspective, I, I, I guess it was a little sore afterwards, but not bad. To put this in perspective for our positions, me and Todd are probably we're power forwards. Oh, your lights on, by the way, Todd. Oh wow. Uh, we are uh, we're, we're power forwards. I don't know, man. I play a little point sometimes. Oh, yeah. He's Toddy Stockton over here. <laughs> yeah. AJ is a strong shooting guard or oh, point yeah. I'm, guard. I'm not a point and, guard, uh, man. I can't he's pass. Not, yeah, man. You're, he's not a point guard. He is a shooting guard. I, oh, he, I cannot pass. He, uh, so he'll go down there, and he'll, he'll be met with the onslaught that me and Todd get hit with regularly. And he'll go to make a uh, layup, and then he's met with the arms and legs and a, a spearing that it goes down to the post. Bro, it, he goes into a whole other world. Bro, it makes no sense to be able to to hit like a 30-foot fadeaway and then just straight brick one from like a foot away from the basket. I would agree. That's my life. It doesn't make a ton of sense. But I'm like, hey, look, third grade shot. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, uh, nonetheless, as you can tell, interesting for all of us, huh? Oh, yeah. World yes. sports. So, I guess we'll dive into... Uh, We'll dive into our uh, questions because okay. we got some good ones. So we'll start with, um, I guess I'll go with you, man. I'll, I mean, I'll start. Okay. So thank you for those that took part in this and gave us some good topics and questions answered today. And we really want to get to our real views. I'm sorry, real news, real views, because I think we got some doozies out here. Oh, let's jump on in. All right. So AJ. Yes. Fun turn. Here's the question. What does the Bible say about atheists? What happens to them when Jesus returns? Uh, Well... The Bible talks about unbelievers in the sense of they're they're going to have to answer for their own sin after they die. Uh, you know, they're going to be uh, answering to God on their own accord. So they, they do not get the protection that Jesus provides by, you know, the divine transaction, excuse me, that you've spoken about for many years now that I've been here is, you know, you put your faith in Christ. <clears throat> excuse me. Whew. Put your faith in Jesus. And you, you know, once you do that, he, you know, he, he takes your sin and gives you his perfect life. Mm. And therefore you are covered after you die. Um, and someone who doesn't believe doesn't get that. And if you don't, if you don't have that transaction, you're going on your own accord, which is perfection. You, mm. sh- you've, you cannot commit a single sin. And they've committed several, just like even we do every day. So uh, what happens after they die? They go to hell. I mean, that's, that's, that's. That's it, you know. Um, yeah, he's right. Um, you know, John 3, 16, 17, 18, kind of the good news followed by the, the scary part. And that goes right along with what AJ said. Um, you know, I'll read the actual verse. Okay. Uh, For God loved the world in this way, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Hmm. For God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned 
because he does not believe in the name of the one and only Son of God. And, you know, what we can kind of um, say about that is, uh, you know, AJ said it, we're all sinners. The yep. Bible says all sin and fallen short of the glory mm. of God. The Bible says that we are all we are storing up wrath for ourselves. That's right. And that the wages of sin are death. And um, that's what's going to happen to an atheist. Their belief doesn't matter uh, because God doesn't need their belief to um, to exist. You know, He's outside of us. Hmm. So that's really the gist of it. Um, those. When Jesus returns specifically for that specific question, you know, uh, he is going to be a big war. He's going to crush evil. And those who didn't put their faith in him, that will be judged. And those that haven't will be cast into um, eternal torment, right? Or into, Gosh, into hell. Yeah. And um, we're the same place for Satan and his, and his demons. So it's, it's a real, it doesn't man. matter. In our modern world, man, we just act like things aren't real because, you know, we're missing some of that stuff in right. our culture, the concept in. of impractical of, yeah things that are outside of our you know, our lives but it's that's it man, man. it's terrifying it and it's really enough is. you know c.s lewis says it i've said this often paraphrasing but he said whatever you decide about jesus christ it should be a serious decision because it has serious implications yeah. uh, i completely reworded kidding. it but that's true so it's good terrifying. stuff what do you got man <clears throat> all right next question who chose the name for the church and what does it stand for <clears throat> well, uh, I guess that would be me. When we first started the church, the, the elders sort of, even though at the time I was you know, mid-ish 20s or late, late 20s, um, we were thinking about name, praying about name. We knew grace was a big part of the gospel, first of all, but what we wanted to be about, you know, that we... We wanted to speak to the people that didn't feel good enough. Yeah. Because the truth is nobody's good enough. And we're all in desperate need of God's grace and mercy. And the fact that once held by his grace and we put our faith in him, he doesn't let us go. <clears throat> um, so, you know, uh, I started reading and studying through scripture. And I, know, I don't want to be corny, but it was one of those moments, actually, that you really was kind of flipping through. Reading things that I knew. Like, okay, man, I want this to be something biblical. And came across Romans Chapter 11, 5, and 6, literally just at the page. It was in this Bible, actually. It's wild, man. And um, read it. So, too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace it cannot be based on works, otherwise grace ceases to be grace. So, you know, as I studied more into that, um, that Paul is referencing a story from the Old Testament in which uh, the, the prophet Elijah is... Uh, really complaining to God because he's saying, hey, just give up on these people. Like, these people are evil. They destroy them. No one is, everyone's worshiping these false gods. They're not with you. And and God, pretty cool, had to say to him, no, that's not true because I've, I still have a remnant that has not bowed their knee to a false god. That's crazy. Um, you know, remnant being a portion, a small portion. Right. So. That's it. You know, I, we didn't know at the time that there are a lot of apparently Seventh-day Adventist church that use that term. Right. And there's also some, no offense, kooky so-called churches that, and I mean the ones that give it a, a negative connotation, who claim, you know, they're the only true church in the world. And, right. 
Now, I will say this. There is only one church in the world, the capital C, the body of Christ. That's right. That is made up, the universal church that is made up of all believers. But they all meet in different buildings, right? And, that's um, right. That's it, man. That's our heart. We want to be We want to be that. We want to be a people that does not bow our knee to the false gods of um, cultural, you know, PC cultural movement or um, softening the gospel or hardening it or, you know, we want to follow God. And that's, that's it. That's, that's who good, we want to be. <clears throat> Great question. We get that a lot. So I appreciate you asking. Also find a much more concise answer on our website. If you go to www.theremnant.life and then go to uh, We Believe. We Believe, yeah, that's, that's right. That's the top of the page. So is there like a, so like in that, in that section in your Bible, is it like, did you like, like, did you know anything or like? Before that or after? Like, like once you like saw it and like you had that idea of like, oh, like this could mean something. I was curious because like, that'd be cool if we even put like, like if there's any like idea like church name or like, because mm. uh, I was like, oh man. Nope, that's it. Hmm. Still cool, man. Yeah. That's wild. But you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's really cool, though. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Just reading all the things I've underlined in Romans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's exciting stuff, dude. Hey, I got a long one for you guys. Okay. <sighs> having a hard time breathing today. Do you guys really believe what you say you believe? Hey, Jay, you've admitted in previous episodes that you just don't want to obey. Literally don't want to. Is it possible that you don't believe this stuff, but like the idea of friendships, helping me, I'm sure they meant helping helping people, helping mm-hmm. others, I guess, because helping me. Um, okay, let me reread that. Literally don't want to. Is it possible you don't believe this stuff, but like the idea of friendships, helping people, and stuff? Do you know you don't have to be a Christian to believe and support those kinds of things? Todd, you say you believe, but seem really down and sad a lot of time, man. Sometimes even frustrated. Doesn't your faith say there's joy? Do you get frustrated that you don't have that? No offense, <clears throat> no offense, I'm sorry, no offense intended. I genuinely like you guys and the show. Well, no offense taken. No. We appreciate this. Absolutely. And to me, it's a real <clears throat> Actually, I didn't catch this. We were kind of talking about the questions, and we sort of go, huh, you know, that's interesting. Who wrote that? We wonder to ourselves. And mm-hmm. I just realized that. That person, this person clearly has watched many episodes because that's not a one-time thing. Yeah, they would know that specifically. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily think we've said those things, but it's—I mean, I know for me that's definitely part of shows itself at times. So, so what they're saying specifically is, you have said, do you do you actually believe what you say you believe? Hmm. Like, do you believe in this? AJ, you've admitted in previous episodes that you don't want to obey. You literally don't want to. Um, is it possible that you just kind of like the idea of what Christianity brings? It's me paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And do you know that you don't have to be a Christian to still like those things? Um, great question. So I know Lots that. Back there. Oh yes. So I know for me. Um, I guess I'll just kind of I'll start from each question. So do I really believe what I say I believe? I do. Um, I'm a born again Christian. Um, I would hundred percent believe that. Um, you know, Jesus Christ came into my life and he saved me. You know, I was, you know, it was like 20, 2016, 20, you know, that he, you know, he'd already been sticking, kind of poking his head in my life for a long time. But that year, you know, I came, you know, I came to the remnant and, uh, 
you know, started coming to church and I started listening to this thing called the gospel every week. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man, it started to change me, you know, started to, pr- you know, started to just kind of poke at me, prick at me, slowly, slowly, slowly. And I realized that I couldn't keep living the way I was, and that's because the Holy Spirit, man, something was inside of me that knew, like, something, this is wrong. Um, So, yeah, I believe what I, I definitely believe in this. This is real. Um, When it comes to not wanting to obey, and it says literally don't want to, um, that's true. You have said that, I think. Yes, Something to that effect. Oh, I 100% have. That's Um, why I don't get offended by what you say, because I think you have to be someone that watches the show. Yes. Because I've definitely talked about joy a bunch, too. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So, you know, when it comes to me, like, literally not wanting to obey, you know, that that is the sin in me. That is not the real AJ. That is the sin in me going... And, you know, Todd is Todd has painted such a good picture of what the different parts of us are. So we have the whole, you know, you have the spirit, right? The part, you know, that the lens that Jesus sees you, you know, God sees you through Jesus. That's that's the, the you that's been sanctified. That's just been complete. Like he sees you as perfect because of Jesus. There's that part of us that's there. Uh, and the Holy Spirit's guiding you in that. And then you have what Todd has called the, uh, oh, gosh. It just literally just left my head. What is it called? The traitor. There it is. You have the traitor, which is the part of you that is telling you, you know, told you, yeah, the sins. Yes, you know, and he's trying to tell you, you know, the old man is what we referred to in the past as well. It's like the old you that is still trying, that is trying to pull you back from from where you know from where you are now. Um, That voice is very loud in my head. You know, that old me who's only been interested in in himself and has just been wanting to just I don't know. Float in life until you die. It's kind of what I was like before before knowing Jesus. I was just, I didn't have an opinion about anything. <laughs> or if I did, I didn't care enough to talk about it. Um, and that's how I lived a lot of my life, you know, and I just wanted to make sure that everyone was okay with me. <laughs> I didn't really care about um, standing with anything. I was just like, you know what? Like, none of this is worth fighting for, none of it. Um, and... That part of me comes out a lot, man. You know that it, that part of me is still very loud. You know, it's hard for me to when I when I get uncomfortable knowing that I'm, I have to stand up for things, uh, and that's going to upset people. And it's going to make people turn on me. You know, it's hard. It makes it 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 scares me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that definitely pokes at me a lot, and I and I I listen to it a lot, and I hate that, but I do. Um, let's see. Um, do you know you don't have to be a Christian to believe and support those types of things? Um, well, I think the one before that is how that relates. It says, oh, is it possible me? you don't actually you say believe this stuff? My assumption is like you don't really believe based on the fact that you don't even want to do it and that instead you just okay. like the culture of it. Okay, I got Which you. Which I think you did answer part of it. Yeah. But I think specifically they're saying about, hey, man, have you whatever considered that maybe you just like the culture? I have actually considered this um, because when I was first drawn to all this, it was the culture. It was like these people care about me. Like they actually genuinely care about what I'm doing, how I am. So I was drawn by the culture initially. You know, uh, people were treating me very, very well when I first started coming. You know, they, you know, they wouldn't just kind of throw me aside and just like let me sit by myself or mm-hmm. like you know they just they really. Uh, just dove into me, and it was cool because I remember some of the beginning moments of actually like getting to that deeper place too of like you know true community, because I wasn't used to that. Um, you know, I remember it was one time you know there, we used to do a um, a weekly little group called Edge, mm-hmm. 
And uh, I don't know, man. It was cool. I lived all the way in Fort Wayne, and I was like, uh, I think we did on Wednesdays. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go. They invited me, so I went. And, you know, I went for a while and didn't really say much, just kind of sat back and took it all in. And it was cool because, like, one time, like, Todd was like, hey, man, like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, dang it. So, uh, you know, he just read, read right through me. Um, and he was like, no, man, like, for real, like, what's going on? And I just, you know, which is, this is something I don't do. So I was just like, honestly, man, like, I'm just kind of freaking out. Like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I don't have enough money to pay for my rent. Mm. You know, I, you know, I just, you know, I put myself in these stupid situations over and over again, you know, and it just sucks. And he was like, well, you know, how can we help you? And I was like, I don't know. How can, I, I don't know. And <laughs> so, you know, it was cool because, you know, he ended up coming back to me and he just handed me a check. And he's like, your, your rent's covered. And I was like, what? And I, I remember, man, because I just started crying, dude. And I was like, what the frick is this? And like, about this. yeah. And I was like, whoa. And uh, that was, like, the beginning stages of, like, true, like, people actually digging into me because, like, it didn't just stop there. They didn't just give me rent to cover a check, you know, a check to cover rent and then just move on. Like, they were like, okay, like, we really want to, like, you know, help you. And, like, you, we don't want you to have to keep doing this. Um, and I kept coming and, you know, they started asking me, you know, the true, you know, deeper questions and, you know, it was cool because that's where the growth really happened. That's when I started showing differences in my life. And I was trying to make, you know, I was trying to develop different habits. I wasn't just trying to sit back and, you know, and that is still happening today. It's just been an ongoing process ever since then. Mm. So, um, and, and unfortunately what you guys are experiencing, what I'm experiencing now is just, I don't want to call it a relapse because I don't, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but like, you know, I think I'm in a place right now where I've just, I've kind of sunk back. I've listened to those voices, you know, I've listened to the traitor and, you know, I forgot to mention the enemy, you mm. know, the enemy, you know, Satan, you know, he and his, you know, I think some people don't realize that he took a third of heaven with him, you know, and that's the demons, you mm. know, like, <laughs> you know, and that's, they're always trying to get, you know, they're always trying to play with your mind, you know, because when you are saved, they cannot, you know, we've talked about this before in the past. People have asked questions on Real Talk about, like, the difference between, like, oppression and possession. Like, if you were saved, like, you know, these beings cannot touch you. But I tell you right now, they can't oppress you. They can't try to influence you to make wrong decisions. And, mm. like, you know, for a while, I've been in a place of listening to the traitor. And if you're listening to the traitor, then, you know, what is the traitor being fed by? The enemy. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I've just been listening to the wrong voice, you know. Um, so as far as, you know, do I like the idea of friendships and, you know, helping people and that kind of stuff? Absolutely, man. I had a heart for that before I was a Christian. You know, I think my heart was kind of in the wrong place with it, but I know that I enjoyed doing that, um, cause it was still kind of focused on myself at the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, man, like I understand that, but I also know like this is bigger than just having friendships you know, this is about jesus it's about god so you know and he he came into my life man and he he just plucked me out of you know literal death <laughs> you know i i i don't think about it often but whenever i do you know it blows my mind that you know so many of people including myself at the time was i was literally going to die twice and people go what do you mean like mm. Like, I was going to die from this life and then go to hell. <laughs> and I didn't understand that. But now I'm not. 
and that's incredible. And I don't think about that enough, but um, he plucked me out of that. I was on the road to hell, and he went, hey, come this way, and finally I listened. <laughs> um, and, you know, anybody who is listening who doesn't believe, like, he's he's always waiting. He's right there waiting for you to just accept him into your life. <laughs> so, you know, if you are in a bad place, you know, there is always hope, and that's Jesus Christ. So, um, anyways, <laughs> uh, do you know? Well, I mean, go ahead. Uh, I just want to make sure I answered all the questions, or if I did answer everything. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of funny because we're sort of personally involved in this. That's what I think is interesting. Now, I guess I didn't, I didn't think about that part, Clint. Uh, Clint asked me about why, like, this is the question, actually, I think, right, Clint, that you thought maybe I had written, which... Now I get it as we're kind of discussing it. So full disclosure, I'm not going to share everything about our personal friendships, but mm-hmm. we've had some similar questions lately, man, that we've wrestled with you with. And I think that's good that you know the truth. And I think this is interesting. I didn't, I don't know, maybe when I read it until just this moment you're talking, it kind of really hit me what it's asking. And I'll get to my part, but mm-hmm. what, you know, that that is odd because you know, remember, okay, I remember this, this, I can't talk, long-term Get real it. talk, listeners will remember this conversation, remember the big music ordeal, where mm-hmm. you said you were called to not listen to mm-hmm. secular music, yeah, you said God himself, you felt like he's telling you, and then we joked that you kept listening to it, and we just found out, like, last week, that you've never stopped, yeah, now, the point of that is not to shame you, right, but I think those are the kinds of questions that if we're going to sit here and talk about God, and we're going to say this is real talk, then... Let's have some real talk, you know. Sin, we, we know sin, guys. We're not going to sit here and question. If, question. if we took turns questioning each other on why we chose sin, who knows, you know, goodness, in each sinful decision. But I think it's, it's pretty perceptive of this person to pick up on the theme sometimes. Um, and I'm going I'm to answer for myself, too. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty miserable on camera the last few months. Yeah, I would say. And even by your own admission, it's funny. You started out the show and said, I'm in a battle to be in a battle. Like, I think what this person's saying, it may, they may not be a believer. We're sitting here saying we believe this, and yet you are you don't have any of the fruit of what me either, according to what they said, or at least I don't have joy, that God promises, and that you don't even want to do it, right? So what do you do with that? You know, you kind of, I liked it. You were kind of almost, there was an edge to your voice. I am saved, and this is this, which I get. Like, I like that. And you kind of told your story, which is cool, but... How do you explain that, man? How do you explain staying in that place? How do you explain? Because we can all say we, we can look at situations and go, man, I remember at that moment I was stuck in this thing, but I didn't really see it till later. Yeah. In your case, it seems like, maybe to those that are out there, and certainly to us sometimes, that you're in it, you see it, and you just don't even want to get out of it. Right. It being what, you know, that, those, those thoughts, the misery, the, all that stuff. I think that... I do. I think you're right. Like I recognize it, and the reason why I I can tend to just stay in it is because I let that I let the traitor win. Like I let the I let that 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 voice in my head that says like, well, it's too late or it's too you know. I feel like I'm always I always lose in in the small moments if that makes sense. Like I can see the bigger picture of like life. Like I know that this life is meant to. F- I follow Jesus. I tell people the gospel, right? But then it's the small moments, right? It's like the music. That moment where you go, I shouldn't do this. And then there's a voice in your head that goes, why not? Who cares? I don't get that. Um, I get I get choosing 
I get choosing to do things sinful. Clearly, I do it all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to misconstrue or confuse when I act holier than thou. That's not what I'm saying. But like, I guess my struggle, it's not make me, doesn't make me better, okay? So I want to make that clear because everybody's like the defenders of AJ, which is kind of sad for you. I mean, I'm glad they love you, but at the same time, they don't, right? Mm. I always assume I'm like attacking you. Yeah. I don't think I'm better than him. I've done worse, whatever. But this is what I mean. So like when I choose sinful things, which I do, I tend to like, you know, human nature tends to try to find justification or you don't think about it or mm-hmm. I'm not going to let this happen, you know. In your case, I mean, who cares? That's a powerful statement, man. Yeah, that, and that's like how I used to live. Like, so like the old AJ, like he was. But how, I guess, if we're going to be honest about this question, instead of just preaching to everyone, like, let's be real. So, but you're not doing it. Like, I'm not, I'm not accusing you. I'm, t- I'm playing them right now. So right, don't, right. Don't talk right. about our, our, our terms. I'm playing them, okay? Hey, I see you do this, and what you just said was really good. You know, I, I get that part, AJ, but I'm sitting here thinking, okay, you say to go follow Jesus, but, like, you say doing what he tells us to do sucks. You don't want to do it, and you don't do it, so... Why, why even pretend? Why not just go out and love people and serve people and take care of the poor and do those things without claiming to the other stuff? Because I know that that's, it's not about what you do. Like, I know, I know that. Like, it's not. What so, is so, about so what if, you do? Like, life. Like, I know that if I were to say, Say, say I were to say, like, you know what, this Jesus thing ain't for me anymore, and I were just to go out, and I were to keep doing these, like, kind of like what you just said, right? Like, if I were to keep, Loving like, people, serving people, yeah. right? Like, it's not about the, the action that I do. To be, who? To God. Yeah, but in this case, I think they're saying, like, do you really believe in God? Because, which, which is a good question, and I'll talk about my side of it in a minute, because, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are similarities, clearly. Mine just happens to show itself. But, but I do think, I don't want to confuse people, man. I'm, okay. I, I, I get nervous about like sitting here saying all that and then here you go, yeah, so now I'm just like, who cares? Like, that's such a scary thing to tell this someone that's flipping through right now that might look up to you and that that's, that's what they take away. Hmm. And I, I guess like my mind, when I, I guess when I say who cares, I guess I should be more No, no, like, dude, that's real. Don't take it back. Yeah. I get, let me ask you a question to help you so you don't feel Okay. Like, so if I'm that person, I mean, try to put this plainly. I say I believe in Jesus, but I don't want to do any of the things he tells me to do except the things that I naturally want to do. And I don't do them. So then this person's saying, which I, I say this all the time, kind of like, it's like the insanity. Like, what are we doing? Like, why, mm-hmm. why are we playing this game? Um, which I'll share, you know, on my part. So, I think... Because you said, I think if I if I think, and I'm being genuine, I'm not yeah. trying to put you on the stand. I'm trying to help you think through it. Because the beginning, I think before, at the very beginning, you said, I'm in a battle to want to battle. Like, even that. Dude, that's like, pretty much, because I don't really want to do it, but I know I should. Which is telling. Which is telling. Uh, sorry about that, Mike. Yeah. But, uh, which is telling, because when you when you break that down, even think about what Paul says. Because I, I sat there for a minute, and you said what you said, and I went, Huh. That's interesting. And then the first thing that I thought was like, where's the other argument? Because in my brain, there's naturally, if even if I get to that dark of a place, which I don't even say who cares, yeah. in my brain, when I there is an argument that takes place of like, no, that's not mm. 
Like I battle. I start to battle. I start to go, no, that's not what Jesus says. This is what the Bible says. This is what I know to believe. This is what, and not even holier than thou. Like genuinely there's this battle that takes place inside of me. Like I understand that. But you don't even have that, and even what Paul says, where I do what I I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. That there's like that's an actual thing. And when I hear you, you're just like I do what I want I do to do, I, yeah, and I don't do what I don't want to do. Oh, that's good. That actually is pretty. There valid. is no. There's not even the battle. So it's not. Even it's there. not the same. He's saying. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's a valid point. Um, because right? it'd be more interesting if you said, hey. I find that I don't want to do this, and it's, you know, and I end up, um, I don't want to do this, and I end up not doing it, darn it, versus, hmm. I think that, so, like, that inner, like, battle, right, I think that I do have that at times, I think, I think it, it comes and goes, Yeah. so, like, I think sense. there's, there's times where, like, I do have those inner dialogues inside of me where I'm going, like, you know, you shouldn't do this, you know, and then there's times where, it's, it shuts off. I'm like, you know what? Like, whatever. And uh, so I think a big difference between so where I was, I guess, like when I was, people would say, like, I was really on fire, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the big difference is that then the reason why I was able to have those, like, those dialogues so much more and, like, there wasn't as much, like, whatever and, like, who cares in me was because um, I was, I was, I was supporting those with my actions. So, like, I was reading the Bible way more than, I was praying a lot more than, and, like, you know, I was, I was in much better relationship with, like, everybody than, like, I was, I was talking and, like, trying to invest in people and, like, I wasn't giving myself time to do what I'm doing now. And now it's kind of flipped where that stuff has become less. And and now it's the battle has become much harder to even battle. So it's like it's kind of like that that hopelessness that that I used to feel has kind of almost started to creep back into my life again. Okay. So then let's why? I think that's great. I think that makes yeah. sense. This person, if they don't know, right, and we're real talk, they don't know Jesus, and they're just like, they don't understand that. And I get it. It's kind of that idea of, you know, it's probably why if you're not a believer, if you are a believer, cool, then what did you, you know, I guess it's a genuine question still. But if not, I can understand. They look at me and you both and go, hey, you say this is what happens, but it's not happening. So why is that happening then? Why is your, quote, old hopelessness coming back? But it can't, because it can't just be life circumstances, Mm. Right. Because everyone has that, and that's the, God clearly knew that. Hmm. So then, does that make sense? Yeah, it you makes sense. You can't go, oh, life got really hard right now. Well, that's what he would say. He's like, yeah, I get I get that. Because I get the feeling this person saying, I get the feeling, AJ, but you say you believe and that that transforms you. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, my old hopelessness is coming back, which makes sense, right? We know that, but let's explain, okay, then why? Why is that old hopelessness coming back? Yeah. Did God lie to you? God did not lie to me, no. I mean, I, I, dude, real talk, by the way. If you right. feel that way, like... Um, <sighs> or maybe you have... Here, I'll talk about my money ponders. You know, okay. On the spot. Yeah, it's a good question. Just real fast. So it says, Todd, you say you believe, but, re- but seem really down and, uh, and sad a lot of the time. Sometimes you're frustrated. Doesn't your face say there is joy? Do you get frustrated that you don't have that? Um, no offense. <clears throat> yeah, I get frustrated that I don't have that. Um, I think... 
And my wrist hurts too, my old wrist injury. I don't want to say that online. Galatians, I think, talks about different places. Um, but I know Jesus himself says in one of the, in the Gospels, I do not give to you as the world gives to you, right? My peace, my peace I live, live, live with. My goodness, leave with you. So he says he's going to leave me peace, okay? But that's not the same as joy. Um, Galatians... Um, okay, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. This is Galatians chapter 5. Actually, starting at verse 16 that comes before this, he says, I will say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Dude, I didn't even have this planned. Kind of applies. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. That's wild, man. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then he goes on to talk about the works of the flesh. That means what comes when you live out of the flesh. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, anything similar about which I tell you in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So for me, you know, whenever I read this, it's super convicting, actually. The fruit of the Spirit is, is love, joy. Hmm. I guess, do I, when I get mad, I've, and I, I've told you guys this off camera and personal life, <clears throat> and I do get mad. The thing that ends up stopping me is the thought and then that gentle voice that says, why aren't you giving me joy? You told me this. And he's like, I can't help but go, you know, feel like God is saying, have you done what I told you to do and stop doing what I told you not to? And if I can't say that, then how can I be mad at him? His, his, he promised his way is the way to life and joy, and peace, and patience, and living by his way, and living by the new me, and so if I don't have joy, which I'm confessing to you, there's areas in my life that I'm not being obedient to the Spirit, and maybe I don't trust him, and I know that's a big deal for me. Sometimes I don't trust, and sometimes, you know, it's because people are mean, or it's because, I, you know, it starts in a good place, because I actually have a really tender heart, <clears throat> and I care about people. That's real. And when people are mean to each other and people, it's like no matter what you do sometimes, even me, there's still that, no matter what you do, people still hate you. And there's still that, that non-Christian guy in me, the guy who's raised in the church who doesn't understand, who gets angry that things are the way they are, even though I contribute to it because I am, I make mistakes. But, you know, I also have a tendency to overthink and overanalyze. I have a tendency to spend a lot of my, my downtime replaying mistakes I've made and, and you know why didn't I choose that when I should have chose this why did I go here when I should have went there and then I start going man maybe I would have been happy then you know maybe this and and I don't know the answer to everything I think the question the real honest transparent question is if I you're right if I believe what I say I believe <clears throat> is that I get too caught up in this world man and the things that aren't right about it and I <clears throat> I don't think I fully grasped it yet the kingdom Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. You know, I'm not 
I'm not seeking a king. I'm not living by the Spirit. And one other thing to say is it says fruit of the Spirit. I like that. Works of the flesh, you got to work at it. Fruit of the Spirit, it naturally grows off a tree. Apples grow off apple trees. Well, supposedly off of a healthy Christian who's living by the Spirit, you're going to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. That would tell me that I'm not, I don't have a, a healthy relationship with the Spirit right now, which means I'm, you know, I can convict it as I say it. Do I, am I truly setting aside, am I practicing the disciplines, prayer, and uh, true prayer, not just words, and, and taking time to think and talk to God, and am I reading his word, am I, am I serving other people, um, you know, am I worshiping, am I attending, you know, church, and all those things. Am I forgiving people? The Bible says that, you know, that bitterness can come into my heart. I think that's the thing, man. I think I drown my joy, my joy out in the, I don't know, the burdens of this world sometimes, which is selfish. Hmm. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> and then I tell myself that's okay, or there's something wrong with me, which there is, right? But, um. Because love, you know, love comes easier to me. Not probably not a God. Peace, I guess I struggle with that. Patience, kindness, thing, kind goodness, eh. faith. I think I have gentleness and eh. self control. You know, that's convicting all the way around. You know? God doesn't have to be better. I got to be better, and that means like not in the sense of I carry my own salvation, but in the sense that I have to walk in the Spirit. And he says it there in verse 16, I say then walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the Spirit desires what's against, I'm sorry, the flesh desires what's against the Spirit and the Spirit desires what's against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But I love the one after, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So I know I have the Holy Spirit and I need to, <clears throat> I don't know, stop letting my joy, stop seeking happiness, which is, circumstantial and really focus on the joy I have in the Lord, the things that can't be taken away. You know, I, I don't know. I'm sorry to ramble, but that's, no, that's my thoughts. I, I think that, yeah, it's really good, man. Um, I've been trying to also ponder on like the why, like you asked me earlier, like why. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, like, so I kind of started going back to like, when I was growing up and there's a lot of stuff that I've never actually thought about, even in like my own life before I knew Jesus. Cause you, funny enough, you actually asked me about like how I grew up the other day and I was like, I, you like, how did that make you feel? I, was like, I don't know. <laughs> like I have no idea. Um, and so when it comes to trying to answer why to this, I think the first thing that kind of came to my head was like, I think I've, I've had a lot of times where, you know, when I was, you know, when I was closer to Jesus, like I was, when I was actually doing what I was supposed to do, then I think as time went on, it, it's kind of similar to what you said. Like, I think there was, I started seeing like holes, right? Like I started seeing like, like, oh, like people don't, like there's times where people don't do this. And I think that that kind of got to me. You know, and I think I started to, I started to kind of feel like, I think there was some anger in there for sure. Like, I think I was mad at people. I think I was, like, disappointed. And it made me go, like, 
think it kind of made me go like, like, what the heck is this? And I've never actually thought about that. You know, like I've taken it as what it is, but then I was like, during those times, I didn't want to think about those things, but... So how does that lead that to you? Not, I don't understand. I mean, I get that. That's the circumstance that tipped it over. Yeah. <clears throat> so how... Like, so then the, I guess the why behind that would be like, why, like, God, like, why, why let people do that? Yeah, well, I mean... Like, why... So how, what does that have to do with you wanting to do what he tells you to do? Um, I think I, I had become tired at one point. Like, I had, like... Tired of what? Like, people weren't... It felt like people weren't doing the same thing. Like, I felt like I, if I was trying to do something, people were against that. Like, okay. you, like you know how, like, you say, like, you and I, like, we, we come from, like, unchurched backgrounds, right? Like, we didn't grow up in church, and then there's people who have grown up in church. And a lot of the time, I've seen moments where, whether it was in my own life or, like, say it was your life, like, we, you know, you would try to do something that the Bible tells you to do, and people who were Christians were like, mm. well, that's not right. <laughs> like, I think that kind of got to me. So then what, what's, does that, how does that lead to the rebellion against God, I guess? Because that, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Clearly. I, I guess it's kind of funny if, if what you're saying is true, because it sounds similar to what I'm saying. One drives me to go... Gosh darn it, can't stay here. I've got to change something. And it drives you to just be like, eh. Yes, I think it it makes that that quitter in me come up. What like, does quitting mean? Like, it makes me, so like it makes me just want to sit. Like, just like, you know what? Like, was that, like, was that worth it? Mm. You, even though it's funny. It's funny because like you can see, like, so like for me, I can look back at my life before I knew Jesus. I'm like, dude, that was so miserable. Like, why would I ever want to go back to that? And that's where the traitor comes in of trying to tell me, like, it, you know, hey, like, oh, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Or like, oh, oh you know, like, and so you go, like, was it worth it? You know, it makes you, made me question that. Like, um, and so I don't know, man. I, I've never really, like, I guess thought about that, but that that's where, I guess, that's where I've, that's where I've landed so far, like, is being tired of that, but then I use that as an excuse to stop following him. Why? Does it ever scare you? Uh, now we're on our own thing, like, the parable of the sower? Absolutely. I know you've you've talked to me about it before, about especially lately. Falling. No, actually, dude, honest to God, I didn't remember I did. I just mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Um, I've thought about that parable a lot in my own life, making sure, you know. Th- that parable is interesting that Jesus tells because he talks about, like, seed, the seed being kind of the gospel, the word of God. And he gives these scenarios about sort of describing different types of people. And the one, and I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> we could look it up, but paraphrasing pastors that are looking to criticize me i know you probably <laughs> have but do it here guys look it up it's in matthew um but essentially says some examples of like okay the seed falls on rocky ground and, and dries up the seed falls here and a bird comes by and picks it up um another one is it takes root starts mm-hmm. to grow and then it's not getting what it needs and so its roots don't go deep and it dies when it gets hot out and then another one is the uh worries of this world choke it out like thorns and then only one of them does he say, is it real? And that's shown in the fruit that it produces. Hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that's you. 
Uh, I think it's it's interesting for us to talk about, and you know, might explain kind of one of the questions that's coming up actually. When it, uh, the question we get got today about how can they believe different things? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I guess I can find it. So we're not rambling. You can talk. Okay. Them. Um, but like when you you just said, hey, it made me just not want to do it anymore. And I, the right. first thing that came to mind is like, man, that sounds like. Like, like the worries of the world. Yeah, or like, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, man. Like, I think it does scare me because, you know, <laughs> I know that I can be, I can get in a place of almost like blind, like blind arrogance in a way of like, because mm. I think there's a difference between being confident and then being arrogant. Like, there's definitely a difference. So, like, I get scared of, like, am I being confident in my faith of, like, I'm saved or am I just being blindly arrogant? I really need to think about this. Like, because I know I've definitely questioned myself in the past, like, okay, where's your heart and stuff? But, like, you know, mm-hmm. it is definitely scary to think, like, okay, like, am I one of the people who is being choked out? Or, like you said, the worry of the world is washing me away. Like, like that's terrifying to think of. Um Okay, but yeah, that's it. Definitely scary. It's it is scary because like I understand the truth, <laughs> and if that's the truth, then, like, I know what that means for me, and that's not good. Uh, yeah. So Matthew chapter thirteen says, first one on that day Jesus was sitting out out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and large gra- crowds gathered around him, <clears throat> so many that he got into a boat and sat down while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, including this. Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he was sowing, that's S-O-W, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky ground where there wasn't much soil, and they sprang up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them. Still others fell on good ground and produced a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Anyone who has ears should listen. <clears throat> Down in 18, he actually goes on later and explains some things. and uh, He says, you then listen to the parable of the sower. And he explains it. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path. And the one sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but it is short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the seduction of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Mm. But the one sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word, who does bear fruit and yield, some 100, some 60, and some 30 times what was sown. Yeah. I can tell you right now, if we are one of these, you and me, because I know us, uh, which ones we are. Because you are... I was thinking Rocky. Yeah, and I'm, yep. and I'm the thorns. Mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking <clears throat> Rocky for me. Yep. So, it's a great question, you know. And now, it's funny because we don't, we aren't told what happens between... And I'll maybe talk about this someday in a message, but we aren't told what happens between... We don't know the conditions... Of the good ground. Okay, so we know it's fallen on good ground. Dude, that's so good, man. But we don't know what if it was hot. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we can say, well, the, the, the roots must have been good, right? 
And well, we, we aren't told there's no thorns. We're just told that what makes it and proves it's good ground is the, the fruit at the end. And I think, you know, for those out there that may question whether you can be a believer and have these wrestlings, yes, we wrestle with it, but we know that this moment isn't what defines which one of these soil, these seeds that we are, that it's shown by our response, right, in the midst of the pressure and the thorns and the heat and all those things. So, you know, I guess for you, man, be encouraged because right now you have a choice. Are you, will you be the one in the, the ground or are you going to prove that your roots are deep? And I think the same for me, you know. spent a lot of my time trying to get people. Uh, that, that thing kept flying up here. It keeps coming back. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to prove people that I'm good soil sometimes, or in my heart anyway. I get hurt that they, they doubt, you know, and they, they want to point out all the ways in which hey, you've been tempted by the, the world or you've given in, and, it, and that's, not the, that's not what seems to be what shows whether or not I'm good soil. It's my, it's, it's my fruit, man, it's, and yield, you know. So something to think about, but we spent a lot of time on this question. <coughs> do I get frustrated don't have it? Yes, I do, and I repent. I have to constantly repent. Thank you for reminding me, and I need to, you know, f- you know fight for my joy, like I say. Yeah, man. All right, uh, AJ, here's your question. Why I go to church when it seems to be just about being fake, and if people are real, they just end up getting hurt. How can God want his people to live and hurt like that? Hmm. Um, so, essentially, the, the all, bottom line question is, why go to church if going to church just gets you hurt? <coughs> so, And why would God want that? That's That's what's wild, man, and this is something that, I, I feel like I kind of went into just a second ago for at least for a second was like, you know, God doesn't want us to be, he doesn't want us to be hurt. You know, he, he never wants that for us. You know, we choose that a lot of the time. We, we literally decide to choose <laughs> whether that's somebody, you know, is being mean to somebody or we say something that we know we shouldn't say. Like we are choosing sin in those moments. And when you sin, man, there's just a ripple. And whether that's hurting a person or hurting yourself, you're hurt, you know, it just causes hurt. So why go to church? Um, you know, the Bible tells you, man, that when you are with people who believe what you say, you know, when you are all together and you claim to believe the same thing, man, like, it's good for you, you know. Excuse me. You get to dive into each other's lives. You get to. Oh, I'm so sorry. You get to dive. In, you get to dive into people's lives, man. And like you get to, people get to really push you and like. So yes, it's gonna hurt, you know, because we are sinful people, mm. you know, and all of us are sinners. Yes, we're gonna we're bound to hurt each other and hurt ourselves, and it sucks. But at the end of the day, man, like you got to obey God. God tells us to go to church, you know. Uh, one of my favorite things I've heard you say is, you know, you say Christians, you know, do you have to go to church to be a Christian? No, but Christians go to church. And, like, that's such, that's so good, man, because, you know, if, you, if you're a Christian out there but you don't go to church, you're just being disobedient and you're not allowing fruits to happen, you know. Like, so much fruit, you can bear so much fruit by going to church, 
when you find that place. Like, you just can. And I know for me, like, in my walk and my journey, like, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I were, you know, where I am. Like, yeah, I'm going through a bad time and like a dark time, but like, man, I wouldn't have ever shown any progress without without church. Would have never. So like, do you think that God's put you in this dark time, or did you choose it? I chose this. Like, and now this is a genuine question, not a snotty comment. Right. Like in your mind or heart. Sorry, I, I was just because once again, it kind of alludes to the last one. Mm-hmm. I I definitely think that I put myself here because I've made the choices to like listen to the traitor. Like I've I've made gotcha. those choices. Yeah, um, I agree completely with you on the church. The only thing I'd add is that God tells us to go to us because it's for our good. Mm-hmm. We need each other. <clears throat> There's a lot of ugliness in the church today and the culture of the church. The actual church is beautiful, um, and we focus a lot on that. And me too. And I'm never going to stop pushing us to be better. But mm-hmm. I love that you pointed out, you know, you can't change everybody else. The church is filled with sinners saved by grace and That's a few right. wolves. God will take care of those. Um, but we've got to focus on us being the best Meaning, not focus on taking care of us, but focus on changing what we can change, so that the culture. So, because if we're adding to that culture, we shouldn't really complain. Mm-hmm. You're right, man. And um, you know, if people would practice what what I call third love, right? You know, God says, ironically, you know, God gives us two. He says, "Love me, trust me, love other people, and I'll take care of you." And we tend to confuse the order and put ourselves first. And what am I not getting? What am I not doing? Blah 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 blah. <clears throat> and when we look at Jesus, we don't see that, and that's who we're supposed to live like. Jesus lived a life that put the Father and others first to the very end. So, um, so a lot of beautiful things happen. We need each other. We create the body, you know, and we encourage each other. And, and you know, we're the only ones that are, that are the same. Like, we're of a different kingdom, and that's what the Word says. So, anyway, great question. You're up, man. Awesome. Um, oh, got to flip here. Sorry. Um, do you guys ever wrestle with the meaning of this all? I'm a Christian, but lately have struggled with strange doubts in my faith. I wonder if you all related and if I could get your thoughts. If there was ever one that I could have written, it'd be this one. Um, <clears throat> man, excuse me, guys. My allergies are terrible here in northern Indiana, which is weird because we're in winter. I know, right? <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I do. I actually just this morning was. That's what's weird about it. Like, I've been having the – actually, last night, I think. I, I, I am struggling, man, in, which is weird. I <laughs> – I don't even know if I should say it, considering. But I had these thoughts of just like, is this even real? Like, what am I doing with my life? And it came, I, I checked on some of my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. My best friends, dude. These were, and one of them specifically. And the one guy, you know him and I have shared this for disagree on everything. And he claims to be a Christian. And it's hard for me to believe it sometimes, man, because he puts a lot of social issues, social, sort of changes Jesus into a social justice warrior, which he is, but not in the terms that we think. Right, not in the you know, worldly terms. He kind of puts those, yeah, it's just, and he's very arrogant. And But then I started thinking, I was like, yeah, here he is living life and all these other people. And your mind kind of opens up again to the idea that life is not just the circle you're around. You know what I'm saying? And then I started thinking, I had this weird thought, and it's probably an attack of like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm getting hated all the time. I don't make a ton of money. Um, you know, that's just hated, but, you know, and then on top by by Christians even and and then it's like then I started doubting even this like man no one believes in what we're doing here like what are you doing like I mean real stuff I didn't it's funny this question came up so I I had real meaning of it like what's the point of this man what is what is the point because I am very rarely it's so funny you said that I am very rarely joyful and I don't have a lot of contentment a lot of times and I don't share that on here a lot 
But I mean, there's times that I, I don't know, you know, I don't even know how to have fun, man, sometimes when I'm not doing stuff. Like, I, I don't even, I don't watch TV. I don't, I don't play games. And it's not me looking down. I just don't do it because it's like, I went so long pursuing something that I don't even know what, how to let loose. I don't even know how to do that. I don't even, what is life? You know, and that and that's where I can get. I mean, it probably sounds like a crazy man sharing with you guys, but that's where I get. What is all of this? You know, I have the same doubts non-believers have. That's why we started Real Talk. What's the point of this? Live a life of misery, and it seems that the joy that we do find in this life, and I'll say happiness, is tied to the things that we can get, whether you're Christian or not. So, hey. Make money and life's easier. When life's a little bit easier, then it's not as miserable. Mm. You know, relationships and that's good. You know, sex and and social status. It's like it's almost like when I get in those moments, as though the problem of life is pain. Right? We also the problem of pain. And everyone is running around trying to figure ways not to focus on the pain. And Christianity is this strange thing that tells you that the pain's always going to be there. Just accept it. Don't pursue the things other people are doing that helps them feel better in the pain. Don't go get the antibiotic cream. Don't get the ice. Don't worry about it. Just do these other things and hurt, and I'll take care of you. And that sounds crazy irrational, right? I mean, it does. Let's just be real. That sounds crazy irrational. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Right. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. That's what it feels like right. to me a lot of times. Well, sure, because, I mean, you can look at it and go, like, that. that's going to help me. Like, that's what you can tell yourself. And, it, it does and this, help. And, right. And it does help. Let's not. Let's stop the stupid thing in Christianity where we act like, in the moment, having sex, let's say, right. doesn't help. That, you know, in the moment, drink, drinking doesn't drinking help. In the moment, that drug. Or, in the moment, yeah. money. In the moment, moment, moment. Yep. The distractions do help, right? They numb the pain. Mm-hmm. Now, I say all of that, and I get it. And, and Jesus is over here saying, yep, everything they say about life sucking is true, <clears throat> except at least the world, they'll tell you, oh, it doesn't suck. Just go get these things. And, like, you live in this delusion. But it's a happy delusion because not every single non-Christian is miserable. That's it's just, true. Like, you know, we Christians live in this. I think that's why people don't listen because we focus on happiness. We're like, Hey, you'll be fulfilled. And this guy, the CEO, is like, I'm actually doing okay, man. You got a good family, good wife. Not all of them are like their lives are destroyed. Right. By the world standards. I mean, it doesn't matter. And that's all we focus on. And I and sometimes I think that's part of the misery of, of, of us in Christianity is that that's the gospel we're told. It's this weird gospel of life enhancement. Why would anybody follow that? That's not true. It does not enhance your life. That is a lie. <laughs> Following Jesus... It does not enhance your life here. No. You know? Um, and you can hear in my voice, I am mad. The boy, the guy in me gets mad, man. I could cry right now at the things that I've done for God because I felt he told me. And the times that I sit there and I say, why? did why? I just did what you told me to, and you let these people kick me in the face or whatever else it is, right? Why do they get to have the money, God? Why do they get to have all that? I mean, you, you that can be where you're at. And, you know, some pastor out there, dude, I, I'll admit this, and this is another topic for another day. I struggle with a lot of you pastors out there. Um, I can tell a specific guy right now that comments on our stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and Lord knows I've, 
I don't say anything mean to him, but you know my feelings on this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> he has said some stuff to me that old Todd would have punched him square in his mouth for. But it's wrapped in like this Christianese, right? And Jesus, of course. So why am I saying this? Because I can imagine him right now quoting and spitting verses to me. That's all he, with no context. As though somehow that's going to make me feel better about the fact that that happened. Hmm. With, you know, and, he, and the only thing that comes across is like, hi, moron, if you just knew this, you'd feel better. I never want to be that guy. Because I can't promise you that following Jesus is going to make you feel better. He doesn't all the time. Either. All, exactly. So, yeah, man, I struggle with it. And I have doubts. And I have nights like last. I'm about to cry, dude, because I think I, whoever wrote this question, I want to fight you kind of. Because <laughs> like you're speaking for me, man. But I did. I had them even last night. I was like, is this real? Because I've built my life on this thing, man. And, you know, you look around and you're like, people, I think what bothers me the most and you kind of alluded to this, actually, in your description, is that people are, get to go around and claim his name, not live like him at all, and, get, and are happier, right? They don't live like he tells, like you said. I come in and I do what, he, what the Bible says, and people tell me I shouldn't do that. And you get, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, dude, that is frustrating, Yeah. right? That hurts, man, because yeah. you can start to feel like the Father's like just like, he either lied to us and told us, like, there's some secret, like, gospel in here that you and I don't know, mm-hmm. that they're all living, that is completely opposite of this. Because, like, let me give you some rules in Christianity. Um, just pretend to not have any uh, faults and focus on having a nice house, nice car, and be successful, and you'll be happy. Hey, at, you, can, you can sin all you want in arrogance and pride and hate and secret sin, but if it, if you can if, it, if someone finds out uh, you're out of the you're out of the club, that's literally what it's like. Am I wrong? No, that, man. that's accepted. And they'll all sit there and say it isn't, man. And then somebody's gonna write me a real talk question like, "Todd, you seem to doubt your faith a lot." Not you, person ass. I don't mean you, but I remember one a few months ago. Todd, you seem so unhappy. If you just accept, do you remember this question? It was kind of like, "It seems like you've, you're really discouraged because of this." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm discouraged. I'm discouraged." Sometimes. As if it's wrong. Yeah, man, because sometimes, like, <laughs> it's not fair. And I think it makes it, and it, it kind of makes sense with what you said. This, It's not fair that there's a fake Christianity. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. There is either. Either they are wrong or we are wrong. Yeah. Am I, I mean, no, I, like, right. when there's it comes no to that... Right? Either someone, I use adultery because we just talked about it, it's always been, either someone can commit adultery and be a believer and be saved and make a huge mistake and be accepted and walked out with the church because they repent and it doesn't even have to be a big deal, or we kick them out, we fire them, we get rid of them. Like, those are so opposite, dude. They're so not opposite. anywhere close. Nope. Right? Or, hey, follow Matthew 18 and read that, but don't actually do it. Right? right. We had that happen. You're blah, blah, blah. Like, Spend, goes, yeah, sorry, go ahead. It, it goes back to something that, actually, this is funny, and people will just think that I'm speaking Christianese because that's my life, but I'm not. You shouldn't even have to say that, uh-huh. but you do. Because otherwise people don't, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Which is sad that I even say that. Here's the truth. This is what I was thinking about when I was thinking about it. Ironic. It's either, you're right, it's either one side is right or one side is wrong, and here's the truth. At the end of the day, this is what the Bible says. There is a wide path and there is a narrow path. 
and there will be many who go on the wide path, but very few who follow the narrow path. And if you are not, I think part of the narrow path is, and I, I've been in a weird place where I've also <coughs> looked at myself and been like, okay, Sorry, what do yes. you believe? What do you believe and what do you think about all this and what do you, where are you at? Because I've had that and I've had even moments of discouragement and things like that where I'm actually looking at myself and even had weird things happen lately where like I've felt God speaking to me and which terrifies me because I can disobey, but that will end terribly for me. But when I look at what Todd's saying, it is very true. This is how the church is, and this is how it is. And there's a lot more people over there that are living this form of Christianity that it doesn't seem correct and doesn't line up with the Bible and is not what Jesus says. So there is a wide path and there is a narrow path. So treat that as reality. And I'm not just saying that. Treat no, that as reality. No. And I, You know what, for you, Todd, you know what I hold on to? And like, differently maybe th this could encourage you greatly for me i it is something that i'm trying to pursue it's the story in acts peter and i think it's john no it's not john it's peter and i forget who it is but they they go and they're in this they're they go before the sadducees and they go before them and they're getting tried and they're getting tried and there's a moment where essentially the sadducees go they're like ah what should we do with them should we stone them and there's one that goes eh Look, we've seen a lot of people who have claimed to be of G, be of God here, that have a movement. Let's not, let's not. If if they aren't, they'll get they'll they'll get destroyed. They'll destroy them themselves. Obviously, I'm pref. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. That makes sense. Keep going. Um, they will, they'll destroy themselves. But if they're of God, then I would not. I we should not mess with them because we will be destroyed ourselves if we mm. destroy them. And so the Sadducees decided, well, we still got to do something with them, and they're like, we'll do this, and essentially flogged them in the temple complex and it says that paul not paul uh peter and this guy literally walked away rejoicing and flogging if you don't know what flogging is what todd i assume you it's essentially whipping a very very aggressive whipping so there would be lashes and blood it's an extremely painful process yep. and when you think about that they walked away and in my mind this is so cheesy but it's they were skipping away they were excited. They were joyous. They're like, because they shared a part of the suffering of Christ and they were so joyful and they were so excited, even though they just got flogged literally in front of, we don't know how many people and they were hurt and that sucked. Um, hmm. So when I see that, I, I want to be like that, I, and, which is terrifying because I know what that may mean because that means there will be trials in my life where I will have to follow and it, I may get hurt. But in that moment, remember, like, those Peter, even, and I forget the other guy's name, <laughs> but um, it, it's just a big thing for me when I see that. I'm like, that is what he offers up, offers us. And yes, it may not be as easy as what everybody else is doing, but we're not called to be like that. We're called to be like them, getting flogged and then getting up and be rejoicing and being like, you want to know what? Yeah, that may have sucked, but I, got, I, I did get to share in that. And that's a mindset that I know I struggle with. Mm. And I don't know if that encourages you, but it is. I think it's super powerful to me. And maybe I'm focusing on the wrong part of that, but no. it, it struck me. No, I think you're right, man. And I think I, I didn't end where I end because clearly if I stayed there. It's funny you said that. A verse that I've shared lately. I actually just shared it with a lady at our church last week who was frustrated. And I said, you know, I always think about what Paul said, you know. And it goes on, he said, he goes, you know, don't worry when these fiery trials and temptations come to you, right? Um, but view it as proof that you're God's because you get to participate in the sufferings of Christ. And that's where I land. And here's the other thing. 
because I did want to focus on the good, and you just kind of beat me there, which is good. Clearly, you're like, Todd, if I just stop the show right there, you're like, well, this guy, here's what I, what I think. And I hope you're hearing my voice. That's genuine. I get that way. All right, I get caught up in my feelings. But I have seen the living God move. I've seen him in my life. I've seen him in the lives of other people. Um, he has forever changed me. He has miraculously loved me and set me up on places I should have never been able to go. Hmm. Um, and I've seen the church be as beautiful as it's supposed to be because as, as many, maybe not as many, okay, because the, the way is narrow. But there are good people. Uh, you know, I've seen, I love our church. I love there are people in it that, man, who have loved me. I've watched them love other people in crazy radical ways. God's way, earlier I didn't finish, I said, man, we go through this and it's, it sucks, right? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that it's going to make you know, it better all the time or easy, but it's good. And I mean, it's going to sound probably philosophical, but I mean it. Life is not always better or easier now that I follow Christ but it is good, hmm. and in that goodness, though my lows remain the, remain the same sometimes, and I don't actually, that's a lie, my, low, my highs are higher, but my lows aren't as low. And does that make sense? Yeah. My highs are higher. I've seen things, man, that I've just would have never been able to see, right? It's kind of Paul talking about the third heaven. Yeah, not, but not literally in my case because he actually saw God. I mean, just feels like he set me on mountaintops I'd have never been able to make it to, mm. see amazing, beautiful things. And, and the lows, the valleys are never quite as scary as they were before. So, and you mentioned this earlier, kind of said it. He did tell us that, and that's the goodness of Jesus, that this world, this brokenness, that it is not that God forgot us. It's not that God is uh, a wimp. It's that his love drives him to be patient as he waits to fix this, right? Because as we just read in John 3, 16 and 17, for God did not send the world, or his, I mean, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through it. And he saved me, man, and it's good, and there's a lot of beauty, and God still works miracles. I've seen it. You guys are a couple of them that I've seen in my, I mean, for real. So I hope that's probably a bunch of rambling. Yeah. Today's been a long show. Yeah. It is what it is. We're not done because we're going through this other part. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, hey, I hope we didn't depress you, but it's okay. God loves us, man. And if you go read in the Psalms, you're going to read Peter and the other psalmist wrestling through life, man, you know, saying, God, where are you? It's hard. But that's why you got to keep reading. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. if you read certain good that's books right, yeah. and movies, if you ended them in the parts that were scary, but that's you right. don't, right? It ends. Imagine ending Lord of the Rings when they're sitting there going, oh, we're all going to, you know, after... Frodo turns and goes, no, I'm not giving up the ring. Right? <laughs> yeah, and dude, that isn't where it ends. That's so good because you know me. Actually, I, I have a few favorite. Because I am the way I am, it's very hard for me to pick one verse that I love, but there are sections that I love so much. And my there's my favorite solemn. I forget. I had it written down at one point. And then there's, of course, one of my fa other favorite sections is James when he's talking about uh, faith and faith with works and faith without works, what that actually means, I actually love that section, ironically. Yeah. Um, but one of the Psalms, it goes, uh, the, the verse, um, though I walk through the valley of death, I fear no evil, for thy rod and thy staff protect me. And I love that whole Psalm, but that's the one I... 23. Yeah, I continue to... Uh, 
hold on to because that comforts me. Because even though, no matter what I'm going through, like, it's strange. Actually, you want to know, really, it, what the weird thing about me is that started as like, oh, this is a verse that all the Christians know. And then I actually started, like, there were certain yep. points in life where I'm like, no, I actually There's believe There's a reason this. they all know like, it. Yeah. Mm. This actually, like, affects me. I don't care if Billy Bob, this affects him anymore, but this affects me. Like, this actually comforts me. Like, and then when I read the rest of a psalm, just brushing up on psalm, it recently, yeah. on a, yeah, sorry, I pronounced That's it. That's right. Yeah, I'm just telling yeah. you. Um, solemn. It is, they are solemn psalms, though. Ba-da-bum-sh. Anyway. Um, nice. We were doing a, uh, a little thing a for point. a kid that's in our youth for just, just cool stuff that Todd puts together that's awesome. And we were there, and I read through the whole section, and I actually, because I, I hadn't read it in a while, and I actually read through it all, getting prepared to just uh, read it to him, and I had this moment, I was like, frick, man, like, I love that. I love all of what he says, because he even mentions, like, you're with me, and you give me pastures to rest in. Yeah. And, like, that's so powerful. So, yeah. yeah and that's tangibly real. So I guess we'll end, I want to end that question on this. I promise you guys, I don't stay there. I share it with you so I can relate to you, but hear it in my voice. The Holy Spirit's real. God is real. Excuse me, the kind of peace that I have, it does transcend understanding, because in the midst of the stuff, that guy that was almost crying, I'm still here because he he doesn't let go of me even when I want to let go of him sometimes, which is another part of the miracle. So it's real. But I'm bummed. All right. Hey, we got another question. We'll come back to that, I think, next week because it's probably good to dive into oh, yeah. our next. Yeah. Real news. Real views. Real views. Got some good ones today. We'll start with an article, I think, and we'll do the reaction. What do you think? So we got an article here, guys. We may put – do we put the links up to this on – we can or something. We can, absolutely. Uh, now, this one's interesting. This comes from ChristianPost.com, and the title of the the article is Most Protestant Churches Now Open for Service. So that's – we didn't read this one already, right? This, No, we did not. No, okay. yeah, we didn't even get to dive into these. So um, sounds like it's good, right? As of uh, – there's a poll conducted of 1,000 pastors, Protestant pastors, between September 1st and 29th of 2007. Good golly. September 1st through the 29th of this year mm-hmm. shows that 98% of all Protestant churches are now open for in-person worship services. Now, hey, let's give a little clap for that. All right, praise God. That's cool. Still, data on in-person church attendance looks very little like it did pre-pandemic. So people are, churches are open, but things are looking different. How so? Well, compared to figures from January 2020, which is before. Right before the pandemic, right? The survey showed that as of August, 13% of churches were attracting less than 50% of their pre-COVID-19 attendance. Now, that's thir- that's well, it's only over 10. That's still significant. That's, that's 13 significant. out of 100. Yep. Okay, let's keep going. Some 35% of pastors reported attendance levels that were just between 50 and 70%, meaning they are in 100. So that now let's add it together. Now we, we've got 13 Plus 35, so that is 48. 48% of pastors say attendance levels are only, at best, 70% what they were pre-pandemic. Wow. Okay, no, we're not done. Another 30 reported attendance levels between 70 and 90. So now we have, we had, what, 48? Um, right? 78, right? Right, so we had 48 <laughs> and... 75, uh, 78 plus 5, so that's, what, 83 if my math's not crazy. 
80, am I crazy here? Okay, I'm, we're rambling, so I'm not able to do math. And I so I'm going to just add this up for you because nice. I, I want to put this in. I'm not a good mental math I want to. So. I'm decent, but I, it's using 50% of pre-attendance, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so 35. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts it, we said 48. Okay, plus 30. I was right. That is silly. 13 plus 35. <laughs> I think you were right, man. 78. Um, plus 35. No, I was 83. Okay. 83. <laughs> now, this is weird. Good Lord. 13 plus 35 equals 48. Uh-huh. ba ba Right. And now we add 30 and we're at 78. Yeah. Okay. You were right. Okay. So 78. I kept, I kept, reading, the, I kept reading the 50%. Okay? So I'm going to say this over as though I know what I was talking about. Okay. 13% of churches are attracting less than 50%. Of what they were pre-COVID. Yep. 35 are only between 50 and 70, and another 30 between 70 and 90. What that means is 78% of all churches, okay, is based new. on this poll, are not above, are only at 90, 90% or below what they were pre-pandemic. Right. Okay? That's a very small percentage of churches <coughs> that ban- managed to remain at their current level or better. Only... About one in eight of all churches said they were in attendance levels of between 90 and 100, mm-hmm. okay? And then here we go. Less than 10%. 9% said they had more people in August than they did prior. Wow. So only 9% of churches are growing. That is insane. Mm-hmm. 9%, everybody. Now, remember what we said about the sower. That's Which I didn't, we didn't know we were going to do that today. That's terrifying. Um, uh, this guy who's state, Scott McConnell, executive director of Lifeway Research, said in a statement, worship attendance is improving, but there's still a large gap between today's in-person attendance and pre-COVID levels. Man. Um, he said, he dropped down here. McConnell goes on to say, every church's path has been different during the pandemic, and each stage of resuming specific aspects of ministry is significant. Hmm. Um, and then he goes down, if you, 73% of pastors in the survey said their in-person attendance level in August. This is wild. 73%. Have fewer than 100 people. <laughs> With 40% of that group, so 40% of the 73 are actually less than 50. Man. So only 33% are actually over 50 within that 73. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So they're even 40% of that. Wow. Less than 6% of pastors reported reaching in-person church-level attendance of 250 or more. That's wild, <sighs> man. Um, while... Most small churches are still working to achieve their pre-pandemic attendance levels. The survey showed that smaller churches um, overall have an advantage in recovering over large, perhaps due to factors like having a smaller crowd. Was someone worried about the pandemic? I have a different theory. <clears throat> um, I think that your, your nominal Christians tend to go to the bigger churches. Yes, because they don't want to feel the responsibility. They don't want community, Exactly. They don't want, so exactly. It makes sense they're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, most small churches are not back to pre-pandemic attendance, McConnell said. Um, but far more of them are reaching that point than larger. So most still aren't coming back, but there's still more of those than the larger. Hmm. Um, so regardless, there we go. So that's pretty wild statistics for yeah. me, oh, is yeah. that only 9% of churches are growing. It's alarming. It's also very convicting. It also yeah, fits what narrow. Scripture says and what you said about the way being narrow. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this. You guys can go call it out. We said this. Beginning of pandemic, real talk. Go to said, March 2020. You remember? Is that what it was? Yeah. We said, what did we say? We said, this is going to show the cracks 
in people's yeah. faith. Maybe try April and May. In the church. Months in, It'd be but. interesting, but we should yeah. go back and react to one of those. Could. Oh, we, I mean, we have an episode. It's one of our most, it's one of our most uh, popular episodes ever. Is It's called the COVID Church. But Go check out the COVID Church. But anyway, mm-hmm. we... Um, I think that was the one where we mentioned it. It, may have, it probably is. So regardless, <laughs> guys, um, that's a pretty alarming statistic. Yeah, man. You know? It's... Oh. Jesus didn't tell us to gather, you know, uh, do not neglect gathering together as the habit of some, unless there's a pandemic. <laughs> right. Just something to think about. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> with that, real quick, I want to I hit this one because it goes okay. with it. Yeah. This one's kind of sh- like shorter, guys, but I think it's pretty interesting. So we actually randomly found this. So a guy named uh, Shane Eidelman. Um, He's, his, he had this article, I think, by the way, which was shown at Christian Post, and I clicked on it. And Anyway, we clicked on it. The Great Shrinking Church in America. Mm. He said, it's clear that many churches have closed or have considerably shrunk in size since COVID-19. This is a different article. Mm. Reasons range from, quote, churchgoers are still scared to return, end quote, to, quote, they prefer watching live fees, end quote. Eh, of course they do. Right. But why have bold churches experienced tremendous growth, he claims. Mm. The issue is much deeper. It's crystal clear that people are hungry for the truth. And then this is funny, guys. You ready? He says this himself. He quotes. This is this guy, the author. But if the truth be told, the COVID crisis simply revealed the foundation of many churches as well as the heart of many pastors. But then he said, thank God there is hope. And he goes on and talks about uh, his church specifically had church. And this would sound random. In October of this year, they had church every night at 6 p.m. for two straight weeks. Hmm. And he said um, it was overwhelming. Um, the response. Wow. Uh, he said, full altars, dozens of baptisms, demonic realm being crushed, countless lives changed in person and through live stream. He, as the old timers used to say, quote, God heard our crisis and cries and showed up. Mm. The key verse for us was Isaiah 64, 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. And then he, he says this, speaking boldly is no longer optional. It's essential. essential. That's the missing ingredient today. God is no respecter of persons, status, or achievement. But he is a respecter of principles, and he relates Acts 10.34. If you seek him with all your heart, you will find him, and then you will be better equipped to lead your congregation to the fountain of living water. The spirit, the, the fire of the spirit is contagious. Oof. Um, he goes on to kind of talk about, uh, you know, the Christian life should be living and vibrant, not dry and dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we must remove the waste of pride and add the fuel of humility. Because God brought down a fire, but the responsibility fell on the leaders to keep the fire burning. Man. Good stuff. So I like what he said here. He's saying, uh, and maybe we'll look up that research, but he seems to be reverencing something that says that kind of the bolder in your face, truth telling, black or white, in a sense, by the world standards, truth, they're growing. You mean mean truth? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So. Guys, we're going to end on one thing. I'm sorry it's long. No, I'm not. This is a great episode. It is a great episode. And we're going to uh, <clears throat> we're going to really hit it. We were kind of nervous to do this. Mm-hmm. Only because, ah, nervous is wrong. We just threw it out for half a second and said we're doing it. So we're going to do a <laughs> reaction video live, Real News, Real Views, to a segment by Glenn Beck. It doesn't matter okay. if you like Glenn Beck or don't. Mr. Beck used to be on, I believe, Fox News. Had a very popular show. He now does his own thing. He actually also started, I think, The Blaze which is conservative. Um, he is, yeah, he's probably, you know, he's certainly conservative. Right. Um, but for a guy of his status, some of the things he says is pretty wild. 
So we're going to take a look here. It grabbed our attention because, and this guy has Facebook still. So, uh -huh. hey, Mr. Zuck, if he can stay up and this video came from his page, yep. please don't ban us. Shadow ban us again. It's Come a on, real man. Thing. Anyway, here we go. We're going to play it. You guys will see it on your screen. Yep. And we're going to live react as a crew to this. We'll stop and pause. I want to get your thoughts on it as well because it's pretty interesting. Oh, we yeah. have not watched this. This is live. This is a live uh, view. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I have it here saved though, don't worry. That's what, and it actually said, <laughs> we read it because it said church will bring darkness. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrifying thumbnail. <laughs> so again, this is not some kook on the street. Nope. <clears throat> um, Glenn Beck is, shoot, I wonder how many likes. You probably look up on his page. His Facebook yeah, page. I can go look real quick. Um, let's see, I think I'm right on there. Facebook yeah, it's okay, took me man. away from it. Yeah, that's what they that's do. okay because I'm right here. He has 3.1 million followers. Okay, so we're not talking about a fringe guy here. All right. No. So here we go. You guys are gonna be able to watch along with us. All right. And we'll stop as we go. Yep. <clears throat> Starts uh four minutes and fifty-three seconds in, we believe is the uh what is it? The only reason we know that is we went to when he was about yep. to start talking about this and we stopped it. So we yep. have no idea what's coming. 453. Here we go. Somewhere. Painting. Here it comes. I hit the hit the wrong button. <laughs> <coughs> now it's really coming. Here we go. And he's he's referencing here. Well, you'll see. I'm leading somewhere. Paintings of George Floyd on display now at Catholic University. Okay, no big deal, right? Yeah. Except these are paintings of George Floyd at Catholic University. Depicted as Jesus Christ. Mm. Do you really have a problem with that? I mean. Do you have a problem with that? Absolutely have a problem with that. It's you know, George Floyd you as know, Jesus Christ. I, uh, I, this is real. Yeah, Guys, I'm, I mean, we're kind of laughing, but I want you to understand. This is real. Right. I mean, in a Catholic church, they have paintings of George Floyd depicted as Jesus Christ himself. That's, that's straight blasphemy. Oh, um, it's unbelievable. It's, I mean... There's, yeah. Let's see. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> really? Catholic University? Pictures hanging on the wall of George Floyd depicted as Jesus? It's incredible. One last thing. Notre Dame is being built... Back better. This is the cathedral in uh, France. Now, if you remember, Notre Dame was uh, destroyed by fire when Quasimodo left his torch burning as he went down to look for that hot, hot gypsy woman. Uh, so it, uh, I mean, we probably would. That's probably what it was. If Quasimodo was white, uh, that's probably what happened. There was nothing else that could have happened, uh, but. Notre Dame is now being um, built back better as a, quote, woke theme park dedicated to environmentalism and social justice. So I think this is great. They've taken all of the uh, all of the chapels that were, quote, mysteriously burned down in 2019. We still don't have really Okay, so he's clearly saying, implying that they were not accidentally burnt down. Right. Yep. Definitely. 
The sarcasm is thick here. Oh, yeah, but very thick. Do I disagree? Well, let's see what he says. I don't know. We don't know what burned down the church. That's weird. Uh, anyway, back to this lovely church. Uh, I'm going to do a summary of that point. Yeah. I'm going to put it for sale on Amazon uh, very better, soon. A better, uh, a, a better church. They're building it back better. And there are going to be uh, several different chapels that will be a chapel for social justice and then a chapel for environmental justice. So it's a really great thing, uh, which leads me to this point. The one world government is being formed right now. One world government. It is being formed. It's called the Great Reset. When we think of one world religion, most people are like, oh, one world religion. So the Muslims and the Christians are going to have to be melded into one. How is that going to? I don't think that's what it means by one world religion. I think we're seeing the first church now being dedicated to the new global religion. And it is social justice, environmental justice. It's all this gobbledygook that we all know is, is not just wrong. It is dangerous. That's the first church. The Cathedral of Notre Dame in France is the first church, the global church. Mark my words. Christians, Jews, you know, Muslims who don't think that you should translate that exactly as written, we're all going to be fine with each other. We're all going to be fine. And we're all going to be able to live next to each other without trying to kill one another. This global church will bring darkness unlike you've ever seen. Man. For, first off, we're getting shadow banned. I did not think that he was going to go into the. Did I didn't. Even, I, yeah, I did not think that he would. I guess I didn't. I view didn't this. either. So we're, we're, we're here now. Yeah, I didn't view well. this as the beginning of the one world religion. Like, I didn't think about that. Oh, also, Revelation, but yeah. So, guys, listen, if you want to know what the Great Reset is, it's a real thing. You could Google it. They had an economic forum. That talked about this one of the world uh, things, and it's one of the world big uh, kind of meetings, right? Of world leaders, and yeah, power. yeah, and and, it's, and that's a real thing, okay? The Great Reset, and um, you know these powerful people in the world, billionaires, and and people that you probably don't even know many of them, but a lot of them of the people you do know go, and it's the idea. Essentially, it's built as sort of an economic thing, yeah. Um, but we've known about this for quite some time, and yes. I mean, I. I there, it's real, okay? And we can kind of see that now, guys. I mean, we, you've got to start looking past what you think is possible. If I would have told you in 2019, let's say, yeah, that two years later, the world would be shut down completely for six months or more. I can't remember exactly. It still is to a degree. But shut down, we would have to wear masks to leave our homes, okay? Would you have believed that? I know I wouldn't have. Um, would would you have believed that in other countries, for instance Australia, that they are being put into kind of some camps and stuff for those who have not had 
an injection of a certain kind. I'm saying that because one specific social media site will 100% eh, the vaccine. You know what I'm talking about. It's too late. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I I had actually interestingly read about this story about Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I had read about it on Fox News that this has been sort of one of the things that people are saying. And we, I looked at that article and um, yeah, it's pretty odd. It's pretty odd that... Different. What I found odd is different chapels dedicated to social justice. I mean, I mean, aren't chapels to worship? Yeah, man, that's really. That's that's the pantheon. I think that's where he is. <laughs> it's getting dangerous. That's why so, I think that's why he brought it up. One world government. Um, the implications of that, you know. You, I didn't expect him to be that bold either. I think his statement of "it'll bring a darkness like you've never seen." Um, I'll tell you this, regardless of what you think about mm-hmm. one more governments, can we just say this? If you're watching this, stop hiding from the feeling that you've been hiding from, and that is this, that something weird is going on. Oh, absolutely. That we live in unprecedented times. Oh, yeah. And we, we say this all the time. It feels like you're living in a movie. Yes. Right? I mean, we're living in, this can't be real. Oh, it's insane. In fact, you know, there's a headline that popped up, and I, I'm going to see if this is true. Okay. Uh, I think I know what it was saying. Um. But <clears throat> absolutely wild, man. Huh. Interesting. Never mind. There's some, some interesting news. So starting today, everyone over, this is in Canada, but still. Okay. Starting today, everyone over 12 years of age taking a plane or a train from or in Canada will need to show proof of vaccination. A negative COVID test won't be accepted as an alternative. I'm sorry. Did, did you hear that? Uh, as long, it literally doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't just come to them and go, oh, hi, this, I don't have COVID. It literally doesn't matter anymore. You, you have to get. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> um, so. Unbelievable. Man. Yeah, man, we're in some strange times. Well, yeah, we have crazy also, things happening. Yes, like, there's uh, a big trial going on right now. Yep. Some very powerful people have been named. Oh, yeah. Um, Saw some news of that today. It's just, it's an interesting time, guys. The, the, the information is out there, but you've got to understand, we've talked about this before, that, that, that the media in this country is, they're private corporations, they have their own agendas, and, you know, you, we're, <laughs> I feel like whenever we talk about this, we get boxed, and we're not. Anybody that would know us well knows, hey, right. this is just, I'm a proponent of truth. Yeah. And... Um, I'll say this. When you deny the truth, that is no different than the people that are way out on a limb seeing crazy, kooky things being called conspiracy. You're no different than that. Mm. You just, your story is that everything is normal. Their story is that things aren't normal, but it's over here and, I don't know, we're all dogmen, you know, whatever it is. Lizards. You're still just as delusional as you would call them because you're denying reality. So to deny what's going on here in this country, to deny... Across the world is, is weird, and I think yes. that's kind of what Mr. Beck is talking about. He's yeah, saying, man. but he knows more than we know, so it'd be something for us to look into. Yeah, you, man. Yeah, you wanna you wanna look into something real interesting? Uh, look into a law that the Australians just passed recently that allows warrantless surveillance on all your media communications. Uh, also, I encourage you to maybe uh, this will open up your mind a little bit. Also, it's good literature, and that you should. I mean, if you want to be cultured, but uh, <laughs> 1984. That's true. 
Uh, because in my opinion, as as Australia is as close to 1984 we've ever seen in our life. Man, and, and you know what's interesting about this, since I had no idea he was going to bring up Australia. Do you guys, a lot of people don't even know. We've talked to people in our, in our, our friends, and they don't mm-hmm. have a clue about any of this. Oh, uh, anybody have asked, like, what are you talking about? This is real. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there, there have been videos sent out from Australia saying, please, world, come help us in Australia. We're not uh-huh. talking about. So um, if you don't, if you have never heard about this stuff, this is not fringe news. This is not like made up things. This no. is factual. So, hey, go go make it that what you will. Um, but we're going to do more reaction videos. Not always this series, but certainly, probably, we want to do real talk. But long show today. Uh, yeah, man. Almost feel like we're still ending early. We can still keep going. But Oh, yeah, I think we can. Hey, could. we're going to keep promising you a bonus episode. It may never happen, but, hey, we're going to keep telling you because we want to. reach the goal last time. Oh, yeah, for me to talk about what I was going to talk about? Yeah, we didn't reach the goal. That's a bummer for you because I was going to have a special guest on with us. Hmm. Oh, that would have been awesome. I know. I would have loved and it. And they just don't care. Did you check so what happy. it was on the podcast? I don't even remember what we said, but uh the podcast, the podcast we didn't get we didn't get yeah. we didn't make any of it. Yeah. Um I'll tell you guys this too, and I know we've kind of joked, and I don't mean I always wrestle like with this, what I'm about to say, because I feel like people might take it as like a threat or like we want to feel good. It's not. I'm just I know I would want to know this if I really enjoyed a podcast. Um, hey, if you're a big fan, guys, we've come to the point, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that, that this takes a lot of our time. Essentially, eats our oh, yeah. entire Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you believe that or not, it does. There's a lot that goes into this, um, and we, we aren't done trying to make it better. The Some of it, I do believe, can be attributed. Our strongest platform at one point was Facebook, which is crazy. It, it was. To literally, you can go look, get thousands yes. of views. Oh, yeah. Uh, bare minimum. We used to think it was small that this... This pre-recorded only got 500, 500. 600. Yep, it's true. That was normal. Yep. And now, you know, we're under 100. Uh, some of that can be based on the analytics. And, like, what is it called? We always talk about it. Shadow band? No, but the actual the stuff behind the scenes. It's not analytics. It's Oh, like, like, like uh, oh gosh, algorithms? So the algorithms, yeah, that, yeah. That's real. But some of it's, like, you know, a lot of you long-term listeners, or you, a lot of our people, If you, I guess long story short, if you like this show, we need you to start – Taking that serious, helping help us get the word out, review it, um, donate to the show. That sounds crazy, but at least then we know there's people that are very invested. You can do that slash give Drop down box to real talk. But primarily, what we're looking for is we want we never want to do anything. This church that sponsors us never wants to do anything that isn't fruitful. Yeah, because those resources can go somewhere else. That's right. So hey, if you're a big fan of the show and you've listened this long, go out there and really you know listen to it with a friend once maybe. Ask them to listen. You know, a person will watch a show just because you asked them. This would be a good show to do it on, actually. Yeah, episode. man. This is a, we covered so, a lot of ground in this one. Hey, I'll, I'll put it out there again. What did I say, 150? It was 150. If you get to 150 on this one, one more time, I'll talk to you about something that I've kept pretty private in my life. But and 15 shares. Pretty exciting. Yeah, 15 shares. 150 views, 15 and shares. how many did we say on the podcast? You wanted to get five new reviews, and we got none. So, Wow. All right. Hey, but that's it. Good job today, man. Me too. Fun turn. Great job today. Thank you. That's Good it. Stuff, man. You know what? That's all we got. You already know the deal. We love you guys. Hope you have a great day. Share, like, go to whatever YouTube, do whatever program you're listening on, and, and let us know you like us. Have a great day, and truly, God bless you.